Escape from Plan A. Hello, loyal listeners. Um, just a special announcement before this episode of Escape from Plan A. Um, we recently launched a Patreon page. Um, so if you go to patreon.com um, plan, uh, and search for Plan A Magazine, um, you should be able to find us. Uh, if for $5 a month, um, you'll get um, one bonus podcast uh, a week. Um, and the money will be going towards um, writers. We really want to emphasize um, finding and publishing um, the amazing Asian American uh, and Asian writers that are out there um, and to give them a chance. So the money that you give us um, uh, in support on Patreon um, will be going towards that. So um, without further ado, um, here is this week's free episode of um, escape from planet. Thank you very much. 우리 플래닛 친구들 안녕하세요. 오늘은 참 특별한 대화를 드리겠습니다. 특별한 게 우리 셋이의 셋이 다이 세대 한국인이에요. 그래서 우리의 특별한 생활 문화 그리고 우리의 문제를 좀 깊게 이야기를 하겠습니다. 아, 여러분 좋아하기를 바랍니다. Uh, welcome to another episode of Plan A. Uh, I'm your host for today. I'm Jess. With me are uh, John hey. and uh, Mark. Hello. Uh, so this one is uh, pretty special to me because uh, we're all, all three of us here are second generation Korean Americans. Uh, and I think this is a first for Plan A where um, it's the three of us talking on the same pod together. And we thought we'd take this chance to kind of get a little deeper into, uh, you know, our heritage, our shared heritage as Korean Americans, our relationship, uh, you know, to Korea, our relationship with being Asian American and the broader, uh, in the broader culture here, uh, and just what that means to us and the special and the unique, uh, problems, issues, and, you know, the shared culture, uh, that we have in common. Uh, so the, uh, so just a little, uh, pod housekeeping, uh, to, uh, to start with. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you give us some feedback. Uh, you can find us everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts, you know, um, it'd be great to leave us a review, give us five stars, of course. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. So if you have, if you want to reach out to us, we, uh, we, we <coughs> we're at editor.planamag uh, at gmail.com. So I thought we would uh, add some context to what we're doing today. And that's, uh, Mark, you were recently in Korea, right? Yeah, I was. Um, I just got back uh, on Saturday uh, and um, yeah. a few days ago. And I was there for two weeks uh, and, uh, you know, traveled to a couple of different places. And we'll talk about that. But yeah, it was um, it was a great trip. Yeah, so um, given uh, Mark's travels to Korea, we thought uh, while it's still fresh in his mind, and since it's a topic that's uh, that's on you know on our minds quite a bit, um, it'd be really cool to go into you know the specifics of that trip, uh, and just we'll just jump in as uh, as needed with context. But um, so Mark, I didn't sit, tell the audience too much about your backstory. Uh, you're not a stranger to the pod, obviously. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so hopefully, people, a lot of people know who you are and what you stand for. Uh, but maybe you could 
uh, take a couple minutes to kind of more fully flesh out, you know, uh, who you are and what took you on this trip to Korea? Yeah. So, um, you know, as I've, I've discussed on, on numerous pods before and as has been relevant in, in other ones, uh, I'm a, I'm a Korean American adoptee. So I was born in Korea and I was adopted, uh, to the United States and raised by, um, a white family, um, in the Northeast and in, in New York. And, um, so that's, you know, in the Khmer, in the Korean American community, it's a fairly, I wouldn't say it's unique, but it's an uncommon, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, identity or, or background. And, um, and so, you know, I've been back to Korea a couple of times. Um, but, uh, this is, you know, the first time in about, um, nine or 10 years, um, that I went back. And, and I went when back. You, uh, sorry. Um, when you say you've been back, um, mm-hmm. what, at, at what ages were you in Korea? The, so the first time I, I, I went to back to Korea, you know, other than the, uh, when I was born there. So since, since my adoption, um, it was back in 2007, I believe. Um, so it was, uh, you know, I was, oh man, it's like seems so long ago. I was in my mid twenties. Um, and it was for a large, uh, uh, it was, it's for a large gathering of, um, Korean adoptees, uh, from around the world that got, got gather in Seoul every three years. So it, it, there's a large gathering and it's, it's, um, it's sizable. It's like, um, eight, nine hundred people, I think, um, will, will, will be there in wow. one conference. Yeah. So it's large and for, they're from almost, you know, they're from Europe and America and, 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 uh, those are the two main continents. Um, so I was there. It was like totally new. It was, it was, but it was, and it was like a whirlwind, right? And, and I was meeting sort of adoptees really, um, for the first time and being in Korea for the first time. But it was also a very curated experience because you just sort of, you're in the, the Seoul, you're in Seoul, but you're in the, um, hotel. And then they just shuttle you around to various places and it's very controlled. So unless you're looking to like venture off on your own, you're, you're in Korea, but like you're not, you know, in a sense. Um, and then well, you're in a little like bubble. You're yeah. Own, you're in, you're like, in a little bubble. Thousand person bubble. A- absolutely. Um, and then, um, I, I, I came back, um, around the 2010 timeframe, um, cause I had been laid off of my job and I was like, you know, I, I don't have, any attachments really in America, uh, you know, I wasn't married or I, I had, wasn't dating anyone at the time. So, um, I took it upon myself just to go back and sort of live there and, and work there. So I was there for about six or seven months. And then, um, the last time was just when I was there right now. So, um, uh, you know, in 20, 2019. So I've been three times and, and the third time was just the most recent trip. And I went with my wife and my wife is Korean American, grew up, um, in, in, in the New York area, um, is fluent in Korean, um, and has family there, but she had not been back for over 30 years. So it was the first time for wow. her in a much longer amount of time than even me. So Wait, how many years? Um, mm-hmm. 30 years. Wow. So yeah, she was really yeah. young when she left and that was the last time she saw Korea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was okay. um it was big for both of us <laughs> in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's such a dramatic change. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's um 
in Korea, in Seoul as a city, um, the pace of change, I think people feel like, oh yeah, New York City changes quickly. It is nothing compared to, I think, cities in Asia. And, and Seoul might even be like slower than some places in like China, obviously. And, and, and maybe like Tokyo has some parts that change quickly. But I went back to an area that I had hung out in, um, this, this neighborhood called Hongdae, which is like a, a it's near a, um, university. Yeah. So there, it's a young Who neighborhood. Who uh, I don't know, you know, <laughs> for the, you know, our audience out there. But yeah, it's, it's a famous neighborhood. But we, I went back and, Every storefront had changed, like everyone. Like it wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, like, you know, sixty percent of the things were the same. It was like a hundred percent difference. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's really hard to overstate how rapidly South yeah. Korea uh, yeah. has changed just within our lifetimes. I, um, it's I, I try to put myself in the shoes of say like my parents who left, you know, in their mid twenties to come here. And then even though we've kept up strong ties, uh, I can just see, you know, from their reaction every time we go back, just yeah. how much things have changed. And it's, it's like, it's like, it's not even so much like, like, it's obviously like storefronts and everything, but it's like a fundamental, like paradigm shift in how people live and work. Mm-hmm. Um, like people's conceptions of pleasure, entertainment, uh, yeah. food, living standards, everything has changed. Like literally. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. Um, and like, so there, and, and this might be a little non sequitur, but I think this goes to that change. Cause I think uh, what today was May Day. Um, and there, um, our, our, friend of the pod uh tk or ask a um ask a korean he um he did this thread about um a labor like a labor leader from the 70s and um there's this like canal in in seoul that has like a nice walkway and like there are bridges over it and i think it that used to be like a slum area where there were a lot of like um uh uh, uh sweatshops and this guy like immolated himself um, in the seventies to like, you know, protest like the, the treatment of labor. And now it was been like, it was like, uh, it was, it was, um, filled with like concrete. And now it's like this beautiful canal with like waterfalls and it's like this, you know, beautiful area, but it just shows like how much has changed in like 40 years, (laughs) you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I remember like, my aunt, who's uh, the oldest in uh, my mom's family, um, like, she owns, like, when she was born, like, she talks about Gangnam as mm. this, like, swamp. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, that's what she grew up in, right? It's, like, land nobody really knew what to do with. It, not much was going on. It wasn't a very desirable part of town. Um, and just within her lifetime, this is, like, the most, some of the most expensive real estate oh, yeah. on planet Earth. Yeah, and she's, I mean, she lives style. not too far from there, and but she'll be still be like, what is going yeah. on? This is crazy. <laughs> That's like yeah. if... Uh, it's if like, the- you were here, you saw all of this, and she's like, you think I know what's going on? Like, this is just <laughs> insanity. It's like if all of it, like, all of a sudden Detroit became the, the biggest, most famous, fanciest metropolis in all of the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. Like, in like five yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, like, this country was like nothing, right? Like yeah. within our parents' like living memories. It's not like, oh, this vague memory from infancy, like well into their adulthoods. Yeah. This was not a great place to live. Like li- standard of living was not, was not where it, where it should be. Yeah. So this kind of development in, I, this is unprecedented. Uh, we talk about how the last hundred, 200 years have been like, like, like it's been tremendous, right? Yeah. How human life has changed over the last 200 years. And then Asia, that's been compressed even more. We're talking 10, oh, yeah. 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like, I, I keep going on about this, but it's just so hard to overstate just yeah. how different the world is. Like, it, what you think is going on is probably not what's, it's probably already way hopelessly out of date your understanding of Asia is just not real anymore. Yeah. And it's hard to understand it unless you go there. And, you know, it was um, because I went back um, to Korea this trip, um, not just like for vacation, like, or as a, like do do touristy things. Um, but with the, um, with the plan to, you know, go to the area where um, I thought I had been born um, and to sort of see if I could, find some records and and things like that it was a little you know i i tried to lower my expectations of sort of like how emotional i would feel or you know or or the feelings i would feel as i as i got off the plane and was was back in korea and you know it was almost it it was hard it's hard to describe it but it's it was almost more powerful that i didn't have this like overwhelming feeling um, as I got off the plane, like it, it was more significant to me or it surprised me that it just sort of felt like, oh, I'm here and I like it, but it's like normal-ish. I don't feel special, but, it, you know, and maybe, maybe that sounds really weird and hard to understand to people because they're like, what do you mean? But as an adoptee, there are a lot of, um, identity issues or, 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 um, uh, issues or, or um, doubt around um, your racial and cultural heritage and how much you own of it and, um, you know, just everything around that because you were, you know, you were given up or you were, you know, various stories, you might have been sort of forced, uh, you know, out of it, you know, into a different culture. So, um, it was more significant to me almost that I didn't have this sort of like profound feeling as I got off the plane. Um, does that make sense? Or is that like just totally, am I, am I just babbling about that? No, it totally makes sense. It's a little counter to like other um, like uh, adoption. Uh, like, I don't know what the term is, like the returning home story. Um, where it does yeah. take on this really momentous, like emotionally, like all, it almost sounds like like a trauma in its own right, you know, like reopening old wounds, kind of yeah. exposing that to air again, you know, kind of really having to confront in a very physical way um, with you know the with past trauma. Um, yeah, and it, it can. So, like that's the narrative that I'm more used to. So, but it makes a lot of like intuitive sense that you position it as like, no, this just felt like for once this felt like normal. It's just it felt like entirely just me doing right. my thing. Right, and it, it might be because it's like my third time, so it, it wasn't my first time, and and I know that my first time was was, was more emotional, and maybe I was like trying to not be emotional. I don't know, 
but yeah, it was just, I'm getting more emotional talking about it with you guys than I, than I did when I was actually there. <laughs> well, um, is it, is it, but the adrenaline wore off a little. Yeah, maybe. Is it also maybe that, you know, you, because you had a sort of a mission, you were looking towards yeah, yeah. the outcome of that, uh, of your efforts and maybe put place more weight on that process or the outcome of that process than necessarily. Cause like, right. you're like, okay, I've been to Korea. Um, yeah, that's a good right, point. Like you said. Yeah. So yeah, what is no, that? that? Yeah, that's, um, that's true. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, just um, so you already had some idea, um, and then was that? Did you have like a clue that you started with, or is there kind of a general process that everybody first goes through? Uh, to, well, like, as a, I mean, a yeah. Gathering? So like, yeah, there. Um, so there are there are like uh, there are organizations um, that can assist. Um, uh, Korean adoptees in their their search, their birth family search. So there's a larger large one called Goal. I think it's Global Overseas. Um, I'll, I'll look it up, but it's um it's a large organization, and if you can contact them and you can ask for assistance. I didn't go down that sort of formal route. Um, I do have letters from my birth mother um that I, I got when I was uh in high school. And oh, she had described okay. like, you know, you're, you were born here and everything like that. And, you know, I'm very fortunate and, and lucky that, you know, my wife speaks and reads Korean and she was more than willing to help me with this. So we're yeah. like, okay, it says you're from Name. And, um, so, and, and, and Name is, uh, an island off the southern coast of, of Korea. Um, and it's about a, I think an hour and a half, two hour bus ride from Busan. So it, you know, it took us like, um, so it's like you can take a two hour high speed train from Seoul to Busan. You can take like a four hour bus ride. <laughs> um, so we took the two hour train and then we took the one and a half hour, you know, bus ride from Busan to, to Name. And Name is, is a very, um, like just rural, agrarian, um, small sort of, uh, island. Um, so, yeah, it, so we had those clues and then, um, we just went to the county office in Nami and we're like, uh, you know, I was adopted and we have the names of like my mom and dad and we have my name and it, we, we, I was amazed that they just sort of were like, oh, okay, let, let's look for <laughs> it. Like they didn't ask for any documentation. They weren't like, do you have yeah. anything that proves you were adopted or like anything like that? They were just yeah. more like, oh, you don't, you don't have the ID wow. number. That's so going to make it hard. Up, like you know? anyone's record. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> guess. <laughs> it it, you know, it was that, funny. So, you know, that's one thing I like about Korea. Like one thing yeah. that is a strong contrast for me between America and Korea is that like in oh, America, absolutely. you're, I'm like looking for any reason not to interact with a police officer. But in Korea, yeah. It's like you could be pulled over drunk driving and the officer is still coming from a place where they're like, look, we're just trying to get everybody home safe. So, like, help yeah. me work with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like a really like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it's about um, helping the community. I think they, they, I feel like there's a greater yeah. priority there um, than how yeah. policing is done. It's here knowing in the States. that like they're protecting the community and you can be absolutely sure that you are in that circle of trust right yes yeah yeah so the cop is gonna be like listen bro you had one too just get your ass home 
Yeah. All right. Don't kill like, anybody. You're... Don't kill yourself. Just get home. <laughs> uh, like, I don't don't bother me. I, I don't I don't want to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. But it's it was, uh, whereas yeah. here it gets pretty freaking dicey way too often. Well, yeah. even yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't ask for like a birth certificate or anything that formal of a document. But I, and I feel like if I had even asked, they would have been like, oh, okay, these are the things you need to do. And it wouldn't have been that huge of a deal. But in America, for adoptees, um, it, depending on the state, um, you literally have to go to co- court and get like a, law- a, a judge to be like, you know, release the, your birth certificate. Wow. Um, and then even then, you might get a redacted or modified birth certificate where you don't get like the original parents' names and stuff like that. Because wow. um, they will, in some cases with the, 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 with the process of adoption domestically in America, um, they'll change the name of the parents on the birth certificate to the adopted parents. So you get like an amended or, wow. or changed birth certificate. Um, so it wouldn't even be, no matter what state you're in, I don't think, nearly the same process where I could just go in and, cause I went, we went in and it, and we didn't have any of like the ID numbers for any of us. They just had like the name and like the location and, and whatever. And it took a little, a while, but they were like, Oh yeah, here you are, <laughs> you know? And nice. they, were, they were willing to print out like, and I, I have the document. It costs $2 or the equivalent of $2 of like my name. Um, my like Korean social security number or ID number and my parents and their ID numbers and just sort of like a record of like, a, you know, you were born here or whatever. Um, and that was it. The, the one, the ones, the one, um, security thing was that they wouldn't give me my brothers. They're like, your brother has to come get his, but we'll tell you anything that you want to know. Like if I had asked for some stuff, they would have told me, <laughs> but. They wouldn't print so out. So could the, you the have form. like? Le- it's not like you have uh, like a Korean ID or anything, right? And your Nothing. American ID, like that doesn't. They didn't ask for that. So could you just like come back a different day and be like, "Hey, I'm Mark's brother. I would like to see my birth records, please." Yes, yeah, th- they would. Yeah, would- like cool. that would be it. Um, so it and it was um it was emotional sitting there, just like like and. This, I know this is something that I think that um, non-adoptees might have trouble understanding, but just hearing that, like, my birthday was my birthday uh, and getting, like, official confirmation that my name was my name, my birthday was my birthday, my parents were my parents, was, like, a big thing just to hear it and to see it because yeah. there's so many adoptees who who learn. It's not, like, common, but it's not uncommon to, to learn that, like, these details of who you are, like your birthday is, is not your birthday. Like you weren't born yeah. when you always thought you were born. Um, and it was just an amazing thing to, um, to hear that confirmation. And, yeah. you know, and, and they, they actually found my brother first. And for like a split second, I had this really um, probably irrational thought or, you know, fear. I was like, Oh shit. Am I am, like, are we not actually brothers? Like, was there a mistake or something? But they ended up finding us and we are. But like it just, I don't know why it went through my head, but it's one of those things that you never know for sure until someone, yeah. you know, verifies. Well, you just you. don't know. Yeah. Um, you have to rely on what other people tell you. 
Right. Yeah. And this is true for like for pretty much all of us to some extent. But for adoptees, like there's so many stories of people uh, not having your best interest at heart, right? Hiding information, yeah. obscuring it, lying about it. So that that probably speaks to just how like like how traumatizing that lack of trust is, right? Yeah. And how it manifests in this yeah. process now. So But everyone I there a question, was if you don't amazing. mind. I'm sorry? Um so I I had a question for you. So you've been back to Korea a few times, mm-hmm. but this is the first time um you um made it a mission to actually go find uh find documentation, right? To like support your birth story, right? Yes. The yeah. narrative that you were told about your origins. Um was some did something change this time around where you felt ready for it or uh just just no particular reason why you didn't go looking for it earlier? Um, I think I'm probably feeling the most secure in my life, uh, in my person, just mm. in life that I've ever felt as an adult. So, um, I wasn't preoccupied with just sort of, you know, working and living or, or whatever. You know, I'm married, I, you know, I have a good job. Um, you know, I have great friends and family and, you know, I, so I, I think my my feeling of security um, being at sort of its apex uh, or the greatest that it's been um, really contributed to that. And I, you know, I I love be I love Korea. Like I love being in Korea, uh, and I knew where we were gonna go. So I was like, why why go and squander the opportunity again? Like, um, you know, I, I know I don't know whether you know when I'll be back. I know I will, but I don't know when. So. I might as well try. Um, and, you know, and my wife is amazing and she helped so much with that. Uh, and, you know, I, I I felt better doing it with her than, you know, even a very nice stranger who would have, I'm sure, helped me and, and acted, acted as right. a translator. Um, but, yeah, it was, um, I think just everything about my life is sort of at a point where I felt secure enough to do it, um, which, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. It, it makes sense. I, um, like, Jang and I were not adoptees, but, like, there's nothing about that story that's un, that's fundamentally unrelatable, you know? No, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Like, when you, when you, when you say, like, it, it meant something to actually see your name, uh, your parents' names just on an official document, um, I, I think I understand that feeling. Um, and I think, that comes from the fact that uh, for both my parents, my mom and my dad, they were the only members of their families to, to immigrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of the family is back home um, yeah. <clears throat> in Korea. And, mm. you know, my conception of home, I'll, I'll use home confusingly um, over the course of this pod. Probably. <laughs> uh, so, like, I always kind of grew up with this kind of isolated sense of self and family. We're just this tiny little outpost yeah. um, right. kind of floating there. Uh, and, and then I, we went back for my grandmother's funeral. So sad occasion, of course. Um, but she was, she was buried. It was, it was beautiful out in the countryside, you know, with a gorgeous, uh, like the countryside is just unbelievably beautiful. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, Um, we could go on and on about the Korean. Yeah. Yeah. Landscape. I remember like I was, I was pretty young. But I still remember, like, uh, on the tombstone that they that they had made for her, this big slab of granite, 
Um, mm. They carve like the names, like the family tree, right? Tracing mm. back several generations of ancestors, uh, like dis- and descendants. Um, and it was in Chinese because you know Korean names are derived from Chinese. So for for formal purposes, we revert to Chinese uh, characters to spell out our names. So I couldn't read it. So my mom actually pointed out uh, where her name was uh, and where my name was. Oh wow! Um, and there was something about just seeing our two, like our two, and my brothers. Yeah. Um, but there was something about just seeing our names right there, uh, like in context, right? With this, yeah. with like dozens of other names, all of whom are related to me by blood. Many of whom I've never met. You know, uh, they're not. I, I don't have an immediate like connection with them. But something about just seeing that there meant a lot to me. It kind of like reaffirmed yeah. my position in like the universe. Right, like these are the people that I belong to. Like yeah. it's literally carved right. in stone. Right, it makes it. It, it makes almost it really makes so, it. I, yeah, yeah, it makes it yeah, real. Like, literally, almost. like yeah. There's no taking that. There's no. There's no uh, backtracking off of that. Right, because this was right? literally so, in stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So I know. I mean, and I think that's you know, like this is the reaffirmation of your ties, and it it almost doesn't matter if you've never met them or what kind of like right. what your immediate like mental mo- it just matters that they're there that yeah. someone knows and that there's a way to prove that you can belong i think yeah. that alone is just it's that's that's big yeah and and being being there in that physical space where you know and it was actually interesting cuz they were like oh yeah you were actually registered in a different place like in a different city uh, and like my brother was registered in Nami, but I was registered somewhere else. But so there's still a lot of some questions to be answered, right? So like you answer questions, and then more uh, more questions come from yeah. those answers. So where but, did you go? Um, from there? It was um, and so supposedly I was registered in Suwon. Uh-huh. Well, not Suwon. Um, where is it? Uh, it is Sunchan, Sunchan, which is to the west. Uh huh. Um. So supposedly I'm, I could be from there or register. I was registered there at least as a baby. And then, so, but even, even so, like just being physically, um, in Korea or in the vicinity, um, was even, you know, th- there's something about being physically there that is even more, um, uh, emotional or it makes it resonate even more. Um, because, like Korea is is fantastically beautiful, I think, in terms of just the geography, and um, Namhae is, you know, this little like rural farming island. Um, so I I I I was continuously like as we were traveling, just struck by how beautiful the landscape is. Um, so that 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 adds to it as well for me. Um, what do you guys think about the like just how Seoul, like how, not just Seoul, but like how Korea looks. Like I, I, I think because it's so mountainous, like the hills and the mountains are beautiful. Yeah, Jung. When was uh, uh what's your history with uh visiting and uh, visiting Korea? Uh, I I was um, fortunate enough to go back pretty often. Actually, um, okay. I went about twice, sometimes twice a year. Uh, often in the oh, summer, wow. yeah, nice. and then uh, one more time in the winter. My uh, my parents and my grandparents um, both thought that it was really important that I go to Korea and understand that I have family there. 
um, and to experience Korean society. For sure. Uh, I, I don't think I did the best job of um, diving in with both feet. Uh, there was definitely still some measure of isolation uh, just being a Korean American versus like when you're there, first of all, like kids are still in school when I'm on summer vacation. Um, and so there's <laughs> like, there, there's no way for me to, there's nobody for me to hang out with. Right. Um, other than mm. like adults. Yeah. Uh, but even after that, like uh, my cousins just kind of live far away and <clears throat> it was difficult to meet up. So most of the time it was myself, uh, my dad, who, who I spent a lot of time with because he moved to Korea when I was young. Uh, and then my grandparents. Um, and so I don't think I quite yet understand the, the, the full value of what those experiences gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, as I try and learn, um, how to speak Korean better, uh, like I can understand it pretty well, but, but speaking it and reading and writing is a different story. I actually have like memories that kind of get unlocked um, as I like say yeah. things and say yeah. words. It's, it's, it's been interesting. Um, and, uh, but then once I hit a certain age, I think around high school, it was just too difficult to go back and forth uh, with mm-hmm. that kind of frequency. And so, and especially when I went to college, it was like, I don't, I think um, I didn't go, my dad came and visited once or twice, maybe, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't go back until I graduated from college, at which point I took three months to live in Korea. Well, I mean, I guess I, I don't know, live and travel in Korea. Um, and I spent time with my dad and just kind of explored Korea as an adult, um, which I hadn't mm-hmm. ha- yet had an opportunity to do. So it was actually probably one of my favorite times. I borrowed uh, my dad's girlfriend has a uh, 50cc motorcycle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you you spaced out the word, word, so it's like, I borrowed my dad's girlfriend. Oh, God, what? Where's the story going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was pink. It was like a bright pink, too. Uh, it was pretty sweet. And that's why I am. Nice. You're like, I hope there's a word after girlfriend, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. Uh, that'd be really weird. <laughs> It very but, uh, weird. Yeah, I borrowed the motorcycle and I just had kind of free reign to to oh, nice. check out, you know, just ride. So I would just pick a direction. It was the winter, mind you. So oh wow, I was okay. freezing my balls off. But I just like yeah. layered. I just had like a sweater and then a windbreaker and then another sweater and then another windbreaker and then my motorcycle, <laughs> my mesh motorcycle jacket. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but I would just pick a direction and I would just start driving. And drive, and, yeah eventually find something and like maybe take some pictures and stuff. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then after that, I came back, entered, the, uh, the workforce. And then it would just, at that point, it's like one, I wasn't even earning enough money to buy myself a plane ticket. Um, yeah, it ain't cheap. Two, it's not cheap. And, uh, and then two, like taking time off work as well, like making that trip yeah. worth it. And it was, uh, I just wasn't in a position to go back. Um, now I am, or, you know, recently I became, uh, I ended up in a position where I could. So I went to go back and, uh, visit Korea and see my dad. He moved out his whole, um, okay. Oh shit. I forgot where he moved to, but it's a much smaller city. Is, okay. So he's out yeah. of like the Seoul metro area, not like sort of in the, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, Seoul is like a, just a completely different world. 
Yeah. Like it doesn't, that, I don't, yeah. maybe Busan, but I don't think there's any other city that compares to Seoul in Korea. No, no, no. Yeah, so, so like, yeah there's, there's Korea and then there's Seoul, Seoul yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it would be true. like doing a disservice to claim that like Seoul represents Korea. Uh, it's definitely like the densest and most culturally active. Uh, but there, it's just, it's just a world apart. Yeah, it's like trying to. The thing that was got me was like how abrupt that is. Like you leave Seoul, it's so dense, uh, and then you go a little ways, and it's like farmland. Like you'll see a cow walking across the street, and it's literally it literally happened in like ten minutes. Yeah, I I did have uh, when I went back recently. uh, I did have an opportunity to go hang glide. No, hang gliding, paragliding, and that was pretty cool. And speaking of the beautiful Korean landscape. Uh, paragliding is a good way to oh to my look god at it. yeah yeah that sounds um, amazing yeah what that and the uh, uh, you know just they're old they're old mountains so they're super kind of like like the the mountains are very soft they're kind of they describe yeah. what like rolling rolling mountains or something like that I don't know but yeah um, I mean it's not like the Himalayas it, you know they're very um, they're short you know they're not like tall but yeah. Um, they're certainly mountains. They're not hills. You know, they're tall enough to be mountains, but, um, yeah. And, um, what struck yeah. me was that there are just a lot of trees and yes, I, I yes. could be having, I might have this wrong, but I think the reason for that is, um, with the, you have to have special permitting to build on a hill. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. More yeah. often than it. not. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I thought that was really great. It, it, makes it um i don't know should i i don't really, i don't feel like i have to like enumerate the reasons why it's great to have lots of trees in nature right uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sort of self-evident yeah but i appreciated it um and it's a it's crazy like the scale right like it's i consider uh driving from san francisco to la like an eight six to seven hour trip depending traffic mm-hmm. right as like a day trip and that's no big deal mm-hmm Whereas in Korea, that's like, that's like the longest trip they can conceive of inside of inside of Korea, short of like. Well, yeah, because you'd you'd get from the top to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the scale of travel is is different in Korea, um, but Absolutely, it's uh, yeah. it's still a fun place to uh, to go on a road trip or you know go down to like Busan yeah, oh, yeah. or Jeju-do from Seoul. The dude, the rest the rest stops. I love the rest stops in Korea. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're fun, man. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, they got everything you need, man. They've got full restaurants. They do. They have entertainment. They have snacks. They do. Yeah. Talking about entertainment. Yeah. Talk, talking about entertainment. So we we met up with one of my wife's um, old friends who's been living uh, and and in, in in Seoul for about three years. Um, she's actually like a hip hop producer, and or she wants to be. And, and she does like beats and everything. But so we met up with her and I had not known this was existed, but we went to a coin karaoke. You guys know what that is? <laughs> well, we do because you told us, but, but tell well, us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like so my, for- I asked my cousin about it after you told us. Uh, yeah. And she's like, really? He found a, he found a coin karaoke booth. Oh. Well- but yeah, go ahead. So, so like instead of like a um, a large room that you need to like buy for a certain amount of hours, like they have these literal booths, and, and it doesn't fit more than like 
two people comfortably. And we were like three sort of like squeezed in. And you're, you're like two feet away from the, the TV monitor. And, um, you pay a thousand won, which is like less than a dollar. And you get five songs and just, you know, you, you, you can keep feeding the machine, you know, the money, but then, and then you're done. It's like a coin, but you could use bills. And, you know, the song selection sucks, but there's no large <laughs> commitment. It's super cheap. And if you just want to, like, rattle off a song or two, that's it. <laughs> and I, it was so much fun. And, and I, I could never imagine that happening, you know, it's like in, a, in anywhere it's like a in the United booth. States. Yeah. It's so a photo just, booth. Yeah, part of me just song can't booth. get my head around it. It's like, I don't know, like, uh, just blast it in the shower. I don't know <laughs> what happened to the old fashioned, like, shower rock out, right? Yeah, it um, is. It's a little, it's, like it's, it's literally like that. Is it just a curtain or is there like a door? There's a door. There's a door. There's a door. Okay. But it's so like, is it a, soundproof yeah, it's like or a like cube. Are people going to be hearing you outside? <laughs> I mean, it's not like perfect, but it's good enough. Is it transparent where everyone can see you and hear you? No, no, no. <laughs> no, they're private. Kidding. They're private. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just wild it was just um it was a lot of fun and it was like a uniquely korean soul thing um it, it so would be yeah. kind of fun though if uh if these booths would like turn transparent the better you do and turn opaque the worse <laughs> you do right, that's right <laughs> if you sing really well everyone has to stop and listen to you you knock it out the park this like disco ball drops from the ceiling that's yeah. right yeah yeah cool <laughs> yeah so it was a lot of fun um, I mean, the thing that i always come away with is uh like koreans know how to party oh my god and yes. i know probably everybody's probably everybody who isn't korean step is gonna step up and be like no bullshit. Nobody knows how to party like we do. I am telling you, Koreans yeah. know how to party. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a part uh, of everyone's like, job description, actually. Uh, literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, how, you have to know how to drink. Yeah, like you have to know how to drink. You have to know how to eat. Like, yep. I, I like it's just it's just woven into the fabric of like social life. Everything revolves around like doing something that is uh, like pleasurable to at least two of your senses yes and it'll be yes. like it's like there's no there's not even like a way to dial it down or up it's like always it's like dialing it down is like what americans would consider like a seven on the scale <laughs> that's probably <laughs> true that's probably true yeah like i, I yeah so like it, it takes a little getting used to like the the fact that you can go to any restaurant and there'll be someone at, at any time and there'll be people drinking. Like you, you could go into like a restaurant for like breakfast at like eight o'clock, and there'll be people drinking. And yeah. you're like, that isn't someone that's necessarily worked all night, and this is like their night. Like, <laughs> like they're just starting at, like this way. Yeah. Um. So I it takes a little getting um, used to. My cousins. Is that oh, hold on real quick though? Is that, is that is that yeah. is that partying or is that coping? Just asking. I have no idea. I'm just saying that I saw them doing. I, so. Little column A, little column B. Ex exactly. Um, like, wor 
like workaholism is a real thing in that country yes, too. Yeah, like we yes. talked about how rapidly the place is changing. That didn't just fall out of the sky. This is like this has a human toll to it for it sure. Does. Oh, it does. Like it does. This is, you know, this is like a generation, like going on several generations now, just like breaking their backs to make this shit happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, it's probably like the flip side of the same coin, really. It's but, it. Like, yeah. I mean. Like, so. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Jess. Oh, no, I was just kidding. I actually kind of second-guessed telling the story. Um, I was I was 17, and I went back to Korea by myself. Mm. Um, and then I was partying with my cousins who are who are quite a bit older. Um, and I forget exactly what, what they were doing, but at some point I found myself alone in a bar. Okay. Uh, uh, like, I just, mm. like, crazy, like... Uh, like they had all just, I don't, I don't know what they were doing. Just it's crazy lights and sound everywhere. Just who knows. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I like, I actually feel, I actually remember the moment. It's like all the sounds in the bar just died down for me because I was looking at their menu and they had every flavor of soju like <laughs> imaginable. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no idea this was possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was like peach, white peach. Yellow peach, mm. cherry, red cherry, and like you know, like just like yeah, every yeah, yeah. single flavor, and I'm like, hosh. And I remember just, and it just tastes like candy, honestly. Oh yeah, it's dangerous. Um, it takes a, it takes a second. Um, I got so trashed. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. And then my cousins found me, and they're like, oh, fuck. She got to the fruit soju. That's it. Yeah, I was just like outside, like ha- like looking at looking at a vending machine or something. And they're like, "Where the <laughs> fuck were you?" I'm like, I, was, "I had a great time." Did you know they have green apple soju in there? They're like, "Yeah, we know." Um, <laughs> Did you try anyway, every flavor? So I got totally trashed at seventeen. Yeah, nobody like hassled me about ID. Like no one hassled me. Period. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a really. <laughs> I remember having a really good time. Yeah, sounds like a good time. It it does. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I think uh, you will see a dude stumbling home uh, without fail any night yeah. in Korea. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and nobody and nobody's worried about that guy either because that guy is experienced. He's done it before. Yeah, and the th- and you like do I don't think before. anyone's worried that like he's going to be hassled. It's sort of like no one's going to mug yeah. him. Like that concept of it is yeah. just like like related to that. So like so when we got to Busan. Um, we took a cab to like the Airbnb we were staying at from the bus station. And like the second thing that the cab driver asked us about at, when he learned that we were from America was like, what's it like living with all the mass shootings? Huh. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it's sort of funny, oh, but it's God. sort of horrifying to that. Like yeah. this guy that's like was born and, and, and lived and will never leave like Busan, like, the only thing he knows about America is like the fact that we have a lot of shootings. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it was sort well, of a sobering. Not the only thing uh, he knows, but the, no, but it was like so important in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, and it's hard to sort but of. Like, and it's, it's hard real. To exp- yeah. And it's hard yeah. to explain that it's like a problem, but it's not like something I fear daily. Um, but yeah, it was. The- I don't know. It was one of those things that. St- st- stuck with me i'm like damn like that that's that's who we are america's where people go to get shot yeah um, right so i mean the scale of uh it's kind of a flip of the tables 
Like, for a long time, the usual narrative is, you know, Westerners going overseas and that kind of being like, so what's up with that savage crap you got going on, right? Yeah. Um, so I think having the ability to be an informed, like, global citizen uh, and then being able to, like, know enough about the U.S. to be like, okay, your shit's fucked up possibly yeah, worse than anything we got going on. What's sure. up? Um, I think that's pretty, that's a powerful, like, cultural moment, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, definitely. Like a U, like someone from the U.S. can't like unequivocally doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on to like flex on them. Right? No, absolutely not. Like he was, and I think he was probably more bold because you know he we we were overseas Koreans, we weren't like white Americans, and um, you know my <laughs> wife speaks Korean, so he he could ask in uh-huh. Korean. Um, but it was it was interesting. And yeah, and you make a great point, Jess, that like. We, we can't flex on them anymore. It's not like we, you know, you can't go to like Seoul and be like, oh, this place is a shithole. It's like, no, it's not a shithole. Like I took a, um, I took a video of the subway when I was there. Cause like the subway system in Seoul is amazing and clean it's and safe impeccable. and everything. Impeccable. Right. Yeah. Cause literally it's the, on the time. on time, of course. And like the floors shine, like literally they shine. They're that clean. And, um, I sent it to our friend in Tume, and he's um, he, he's an, a black uh, uh, filmmaker and educator, and he's born and bred in uh, in New York City. And he said, and I told him that it was like the Seoul subway system. And he's like, dude, if you hadn't told me, I thought it was like a film set. He was going to ask me what film set I was on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, no, this is real. Like, you can you go in here. This is the way it works. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I like to brag and and flex about that stuff because <laughs> it's just amazing i mean dude they wanted to make a, a they wanted to make their presence known like you touch down it starts from the very beginning you touch oh, yeah. down in Incheon, the airport yeah and yeah. it's like you're transported to a different dimension right yeah like it's unreal yeah. oh that's great they have, they have uh robots <laughs> and then you go you come home at the airport like you come home, like I come usually come home to LAX, and I touch down, and it's like this like crappy mural. Someone's passed out. TSA is groping people. You know, <laughs> like it's just it's just a mess. Yeah, you're gonna say, John? Uh, just uh, Incheon, Air- like to punctuate the, that point, Jess's point. Um, Incheon Airport has uh, robots, like little helper yes, robots that go it around. Does. And- yes. I just they, noticed that when we were flying back. They themselves and charge themselves up. Yeah. I pointed at it. And I was like, that's a robot, honey. And and she turned around. She looked at it. She's like, oh, yeah, the five-year-old was just as excited as you are. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it, he's got I the right idea. It. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. Um, the last time I went to Korea, uh, I actually went with my mom. We had to go on separate flights. Um, oh, okay. We were actually supposed to, and then uh, I got delayed, um, so it just didn't make any sense for me to, like, just go out into the city or have, like, my cousins come pick me up. They're mm. kind of far away. So, I decided to just kind of hang out in the airport. So, I spent, like, 11 hours at Incheon. Okay. Um, I I really liked it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really didn't yeah, want to leave. You do everything there. <laughs> the American yeah, audience no, is got, like, I, I would got, never spend 11 yeah, hours in a, any airport. And Yeah. Um, I got like 
three meals while I was there. Oh, yeah. Um, like, all the coffee I could drink. I got I got my hair blown out. I got a mani-pedi. It was what, amazing. I went shopping. Yeah. Oh, the shopping can be <laughs> good like, there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, the shopping was so good. And, like, every once in a while, like, someone would come up to me and ask, you know, like, are you lost? Probably because I'm just this goofy foreigner wandering with a smile on her face right, holding, like, ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's still here, guys. And she'd be like, are you okay? They're like I'm, ha- I'm having a great time. Yeah. Like, you guys, you guys rock. And they're uh, they're just like trying to make sure I'm okay. They're not being yeah, like, are yeah. you gonna, you know? They're not frisking me for a bomb threat or something. No. So it's just no, like this um, sense of belongingness and hospitality that I really like cherish. They weren't like, yeah. uh, they were like, can we help you, miss? Yeah, those yeah. all. There's none and, of that. And their tone is like. They're not going to help you. Yeah. yeah. They they can be a little pushy sometimes. Like if you're in the, the shopping mall, uh, the, in the department stores and like they can tell that you're not going to buy anything. I, can, I, I could tell that like some of them were getting a little annoyed, but like they're not going to push you out. Like, like if you go to like yeah. a, a US one, they'll actually sort of be like nasty, but they weren't nasty, but they were, you could tell that they were annoyed that you're like the one person in the department store and you weren't going to buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did um, you do much shopping while you were there? Like go um, go to the shidangs and everything. Like we went, we went, we went to a lot of the um, like uh, uh, markets and uh, like the open air markets and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. we went to um, a fish market. And we so the fish markets in Seoul. And I know this isn't like unique to Seoul. I think um, you know you can do it in Busan and there, and you can do it in other countries as well. But um, because Korea is like a peninsula. And Seoul is like right on the water, pretty much, um, or close to the to the water. Um, the the fish markets uh, and the seafood is is amazing. And we we went to the fish market and we bought um, a big like king crab, and we bought a couple of these huge like I don't know what they're called, maybe tiger shrimp because they they look like they have stripes like a tiger, but they're like as big as your head. Like, they're oh, huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got some mussels and scallops and um, I think some oysters. And then uh, you you just go to the restaurants that are like attached to the, the fish market and they just make it for you. And um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's That's super awesome. fresh. It's like simple food, but like it's delicious. Uh, and um, I remember sitting there with my wife and this was like the second or third day we were in Seoul. And... Um, I noticed that there were all these old guys just like sitting and eating a feast and like drinking up a storm and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, okay. And then um, there was a mother with her two sons um, sitting, you know, a couple of tables away from us and I noticed them and I didn't really think too much about it when I saw them and then I was like, oh shit, like that could have been me and my brother and my mom, you know but 20 years ago or whatever. Um, so it was like, it really sort of hit me or like it entered my mind. I'm like, that could have been us like, or could have been me, um, which might sound weird, but like it, that's how I felt about it. Um, so yeah, it, like they're, they're constant reminders of that. I feel um, when I'm there, but I'm still, I still really enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's part and parcel of just, like that belongingness right and that part of that means like you're closer to what could have been yeah absolutely yeah i I, 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 I I hope that you would have had a better sense of style but you know it's a (laughs) 
<laughs> but you, uh, to, you know, and huh? Go ahead. Um, so, did you spend a lot of time in Seoul? Like, did you uh, check out like Dongdaemun and like the Design Museum over there and stuff? We didn't go there. We didn't go there. We tried to go to um, this uh, electronics area. Like, it supposedly had like all this, like that you could get like deals on electronics. Um, yeah. I forget what it was called. Um, but, uh, it, we, we kind of struck out. We didn't really find it. It's, it's sort of hard to find. Um, or maybe we were there and it wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, yeah. uh, but you know, Korea, like, you mean Technomart? Yeah. So, yeah. So I think so. Something like that. Okay. Um, but it, I, like we went in and it just sort of seemed to be like either used goods or, um, like, uh, re- like repair stores. It wasn't uh, like a, it wasn't like somewhere where you, you you could get people who are hustling and like trying to like sell you things for, on discount or whatever. Were you um, looking for like top of the line stuff, or were you looking for just um, some kind of some somewhere in between? I think somewhere in between, or just to see what was there, like what deals you could get. Because sometimes you can find stuff and you're like, wow, I, you know, you, uh, you know okay. something out of the blue. But um, there, you know, there were some the places. Yeah, just a surprise yeah, and just to sort of be different. there, you know, huh? Yeah, the retail scene is definitely different. Yeah, um, you don't get like a Best Buy to serve the middle market. No, um, no. there's like a super high end premium, which is like smaller boutiques found in you know the pricier parts of town, um, and then like everything else is kind of lumped into one. So like yeah. Techno Mart is kind of a zoo. Um, yeah. It is like it is a treasure trove, but you have to know how to look and where to look. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's really, really confusing. <laughs> yeah, it was really. If you're used to like the American retail landscape where it's like very cleanly laid out, clearly marked, the lighting's great, and everything's kind of like inventory is easily like you can like check inventory. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is this absolutely <laughs> requires like, like work. Yeah. Um, you know what was like, so, you know, I'm not like an audiophile, so I, you know, I don't know all the, all this stuff, but I, and I think there are other people sort of in plan A or other people that we know that would have enjoyed it a lot more. But I saw these like stores that had both, I think like high end, like really, really high end speakers and tuners and other sort of electronic, like, electro- like audio equipment. And also just like, I think older antique sort of stuff but it seemed to be all really high end but like pieces that you would never you couldn't find it anywhere else like you're there wasn't a retail you couldn't go to a best buy or or you couldn't even really find it i think even on amazon it was probably just something that had once been really really um like expensive and it still is expensive but maybe you know but it's not very common like you would only find it there so i was like oh those look cool but i'm not gonna buy that that's like you know fifty thousand dollars or whatever there's no way i'm buying the speaker that's bigger than like taller than i am you know what i mean but it was really cool (laughs) i bet it's it's there's a lot of cool shit there for sure yeah it was like probably i don't even know how these people find this stuff you know it's just like you got it it's there but there's like there's definitely a couple like my dad is um a pretty big like he's very into guitar um, mm. and so because of that, he's connected to the guitar community and there's like a, there's really only a handful of stores that'll, that'll carry and deal with, um, high end guitars, for example, 
or just hmm. like there'll be like one for violins, one for pianos, or, or a couple probably for pianos. Uh, but anyway, you find these stories because it's a niche that you're highly invested in, right? Uh, or highly interested in. And then so through these communities, they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, we know we there's this one store and he takes care of all of our audio needs or whatever, what have you. And that's how you end up finding these stores. It's very word of mouth. Um, and yeah. it's often yeah. just like tucked away in this nondescript, um, I guess you can call it a mall. It just looks like an office floor. Yeah, you, like, exactly. Yeah. Wander so through the hidden. highways and, yeah. or through the hallways, take three lefts, one right, second door on the left. And then, right, right. Yeah, and then you find this place. Uh, yeah. So, um, what else? I mean, uh, I don't think we went to Donde Moon Market. We went to another one. I forget what it's called. I'm, I'm not good at remembering names. Sorry. Um, but uh, it was just, it's so bustling. Like, it, and it's, like, they're just food carts and stalls. And um, then you can get, like, fabric, like, randomly. And then, you know, there's always going to be a Humbok store, like, stores scattered everywhere and yeah um and then like the little tchotchkes for the um you mean in, like, and everything not in like Taiwan. this was in um uh, in, i mean uh, uh, in sadong that might it's have like, been uh, it? It, yeah in sadong is where they have a lot of like the traditional stuff like you'll see like uh traditional was, <sighs> korean i guess not trinkets really they're more special than that but um yeah um no this uh, it it was like a mix. So like it was um it, you could get like just like food, so you get like produce pro- produce and meat and stuff and then they had like the the street food carts uh, or stalls oh, okay. and then they had like the places where you could get the traditional, you know, the handbox ha- handbox and then you could get like just the the touristy tchotchkes. Um yeah. and was it then you had like a or Yeah, it was what oh, sorry? Was it at night or it was, it was during the day. day. It was okay. during the day. Um, I think it's definitely like it's it's known, but I think it's a little more touristy. Um, but it was still fun. Um, so I have a question for you. Um, did you get trashed at a pojang matcha? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. So okay. I met a friend right. of mine cool. who lives there, who is an, another adoptee. And um, shout out to, to Tim. And um, we went to one. And we got hammered, as you should. Awesome. Yeah. Um, those those that's, places that's are great. That's how you know it's been a trip to Korea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But those pochang matchas are like just, I don't know, they're amazing. They're just so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're, and they're <laughs> yeah. sort of unique. I don't know if they're unique, but they're um, a feature of Seoul. Like you, you sort of have to go to yeah. one if you, if you go to the city. Yeah. I, I mean, they have those. a pretty like loaded history in korea too oh yeah like this is yeah it's it trace it goes all the way back to uh the war oh wow like mobile food carts yeah uh oh, that makes it's sense. a huge tradition yeah like the first ones were like uh like vehicles or wag like small like wheeled things right. like wagons or whatever right uh, that were left behind uh, as a result of the war effort um, ah, and then those okay. were used to like, yeah. So those were just kind of like mobile food units oh, I mean, the, uh, for the, a really long time. The, and the since like, real estate was unstable, yeah, 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 so, like, yeah. for real, <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Real. yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah, and miss, then they I would have like so the. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it, it, so we were there, and it was like the second or third place we went. 
because we went to, we had dinner and we went to another place and then we went to the pochang matcha and um uh so like we were there we were drinking whatever and then uh these two ajashis just dine and dashed they just left oh that sucks like they were next to us and and um so like we we you know we helped out the you know the the um the woman who was running the place but it was like my friend was so pissed he was so pissed like the like the next day <laughs> yeah that, like that that's happened yeah, that's, like, that's not like, okay. so shitty you know like yeah like um these aren't high high margin operations no this i mean is, she's working she like, was like just herself and like um it was not nice i mean it's not nice to do to anybody yeah. but in this instance it's like why why are you doing that like there's no reason to do that um yeah so and then the guys I, next to us like one dude was so drunk <laughs> he couldn't even stand and like um his his coworkers were like not as drunk and um they were so apologetic as like the guy was sort of like just trying to like he he was so drunk he couldn't sit like he couldn't sit and not fall <laughs> so, like, he kind of just went boneless yeah 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 so okay, like they were so apologetic right they weren't you know like in america sometimes when like one dude is like or one person is sort of like just so sloppy and then and they're b- yeah. bothering other groups and then the other people in the group of that person are somehow like aggro they're like angry at like the people that that person's bothering and you're like why are you angry at us right <laughs> they were very yeah. apologetic they're like we'll take them home and yeah. <laughs> you know it's a sense it's of a totally uh, different make his wife ability. deal with it yeah 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 they're just like yeah we'll take him home and like his wife or whatever yeah but you know what's fun um, about that i like one thing that i really like about the pojamatas are uh they're kind of like reliable in a way you know they're, they're like a yeah i don't know about a pillar of the community but they're always there on that corner at the same time yeah and it's always yep. the same owner right there's no like rotating staff and so yeah, you yeah. get to know them and you, you, you kind of become familiar with them and you kind of find out like, oh, you know, this one, uh, does like tteokbokki really well, but right. they're like, their other stuff is crap. So then you'll just like eat there, eat one bowl and then go to the next one and find yeah. out what yeah. they do. And I, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. You do a whole just, like matcha hop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you get like tteokbokki at one and then you go over and you're like, oh no, 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 the, 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 ramen is good at this one so you go over there and then yeah. somebody wants fish cakes so you like hop on over yeah it's a riot oh it's so great uh and the food is just so um i don't know i, I love korean food in general but it tastes different there um mm-hmm. yeah it, it i think they also they prepare it a little differently and i think the ingredients are both fresher and different and different slightly yeah um and uh it just you know, the soju tastes different, like the Korean beer that like you'll get here and you're like, oh, it's crap. It just tastes different there. Um, I don't know. I just, um, I like everything of, uh, other than the fact that I can't communicate with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like being there. I like the, the presence of it. So how did, um, how did people take that? So, um, uh, uh, like were they were they kind about it did they kind of did they ask did they kind of just assume you were like a second gen who didn't speak uh korean um like, they were how, how they were, were fine how, how were the people so uh-huh. like i th- well you know what was nice other than that one incident later on where like they asked me if i wanted a fork which traumatized me um <laughs> which to be clear they didn't do right away they saw me struggling and uh-huh. they were you know or not struggling but i guess not being 
native skilled. So they asked me if I wanted a four. But other than that, like, um, they You're were just very like nice aggressively using the chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. I'll fucking show you. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they were very, you know, people were, uh, you know, they were nice about it. Like, so it, they would, they mm-hmm. would continue, they would start speaking Korean to me and then I would sort of just play dumb and, um, either they would stop because, or, or, um, they would maybe turn to my wife if she was there or, um, whatever little English they knew, they would try to communicate. But, you know, if they were just trying yeah. to sell me something that I just, I would ignore them. Um, but it was never like a big deal. I think one time mm-hmm. one person was like, um, why? I think they asked my wife, why are you doing everything? Cause I think there's still some of that expectation that the, 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 the dude is going to sort of take yeah. control and be the lead in these social situations or when you're doing things. Or it could um, be because you just were ignoring him, and he's like, <laughs> "Could be that too." Yeah, like, why is he such an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> um, so he couldn't. Yeah, and also I was gonna say, like, if they were angry at me, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, I can pick up tones. So I'll, I'll know if you're like the tone, like you're annoyed. But you know, again, I, I don't know the words you're ta- you're saying, so I can't be too angry about it. Um, yeah. But it wasn't. You know, I, it was. I, I. I was. I was telling my wife though that. Um, you know, I, I appreciated everything she was doing and we couldn't have done everything that we did without her there. But it was sort of taking me out of being there a little bit. The fact that I didn't have to struggle. Like I could oh. just sort of s- stand there or sit there and things would get taken care of. Yeah. Um, you know, we, I had to help sometimes in navigation just with like direction and everything. Right. Um, but like when I was there, like either on my own or with someone who wasn't, a Korean, you know, speaker, um, the other times I was there, I had to muddle through yeah. and I had to do it. And I had, and, a- and that sort of engages you more and you're sort of in it more when you have to do that. But so yeah. when there's like someone's there as a translator, um, you know, you get lazier or you're a little it, it more sort of disengaged takes the out of it. So. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. 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 You're um, cushioned a little bit, but, but yeah. on the other hand, you get doors opened up that you would not. I don't. I mean, I don't know if oh, you did or not. Yeah. But I'm no, sure absolutely. there were some moments, right? No, no. I mean, I, obviously, like it. It's much better. I mean, it's easier, right? I, I wouldn't obviously say I don't want my wife there helping. It's, like, of course, it's not like, just easier, amazing, but, but like there's literally certain experiences or certain opportunities that will yes. not be open to you if you can't yes. speak. If you if you don't have right. somebody who can speak Korean with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it was just interesting to observe that in myself that I was feeling that way. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Did you, so I guess you just kind of left it at that. Like, I don't speak Korean. Like, you let them figure it out and you just kind of left it at that. You didn't have, uh, yeah. you didn't like dive into the conversation about, like, because like often what happens is they'll ask you, you know, like, are you Korean? And then the moment you say yes, the next question, like, right, like immediately is like, how come you don't speak Korean? Right. Right, right. And then and I think then, so some then, people ask my wife um, yeah. that, and she would just sort of very quickly, I think, say, uh, I think she just said that, oh, uh, he's, uh, we're from overseas, or he's from, he grew up uh, in America or something. And yeah. then if they followed up, she would just ignore them. Like, it, if it was someone that were just sort of like a, you know, right, a waiter right. or a waitress or so, like a, a shopkeeper or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're not, yeah. but, um, you know, Even the driver's like, like oh, so. I didn't know I was going to go this deep. Never mind. Well, sometimes yeah. though, they're like, they're ready. They're ready to have the conversation. Yeah. 
but uh, cool. like a cab That's driver cool. or whatever. But yeah. um, and I was like, oh, you can just tell them I'm adopted, and you know, a lot of times that'll shut people up because they don't know how to like react to that. They're just like, right. oh, what um, is the Korean word for adopted? Uh, e Byung, I think. Okay. I think it's There's a couple different words. Yeah. Yeah, but uh I mean what's what's actually interesting to me is uh I, I don't know, like um I think the wave of overseas adoptions from Korea has slowed down tremendously. It certainly oh, is yeah. nowhere near the peak. Uh, where it was and i think there's there is some recognition now that that generation is kind of is getting older mm. um like i feel some tension whenever this issue comes up you can just kind of feel the mood in the room shift like there are people who very much want to like leave the past in the past yeah and get really defensive about it um and then kind of like just come up with excuses to just like you know throw at the issue distract and then and then walk away yeah uh but i also feel like 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 there are many who legitimately understand this to be a major issue like a major mm -hmm. stain yes in korean history um and it's just but it's just it's hard now to know exactly what to do i'm sure yeah. there's so, uh, a, a significant amount of guilt that some people feel right? yeah. and, and, and shame yes. around it. And then also, I think depending where, depending what generation you are, uh, there could also be an attitude of, well, yeah, you didn't, you know, you were adopted, but you grew up in America and you had a life in America. And like that right. is um, better than that yeah. is. Yeah. Like I know, I know that this, um, you know, the whole, you should be grateful is really um, like infuriating. Um but in effect, that is yeah. kind of what they're saying. They're like, Korea was so bad, you were better off growing up mm -hmm. in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so, I mean, that's not fair um, to you or any other any other adoptee. Uh, but I, I imagine that's oh, yeah. part of what informs some people's attitudes towards it or the reluctance to kind of address it. Yeah, it's a whole gamut. Yeah. A whole gamut. Um, you know, but it was... But people will even, like, um, they'll hear, oh, I'm not just like a Korean and, and from the overseas and raised by Korean parents, why don't you speak Korean? They'll be like, oh, you're adopted. And they'll just ask the same question. They'll be like, oh, why don't you speak Korean? <laughs> I'm like, dude, who's going to teach yeah. me? They don't exactly teach that in, in high school. Um, so. You should just learn. Yeah. You should just learn the phrase like, what well, I think I might get this wrong, but like, Pumonimun, Vigo Saramiyo. And that was just like, be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my parents are American. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I don't think I've ever really sat down and, and, and talked to a group of Korean, native Koreans, uh, to get their attitude. You know, I've, um, read some things. And, um, as I mentioned, that organization Goal, you know, it's a, it's run by Koreans. Um, uh -huh. so they're very, very aware of it and, you know, actively helping. Right. Um, so yeah, there is a whole range, you know, people who, you know, are like, they don't want to talk about it. They're ones that are sort of like, as you said, Jong, like you should be grateful or like, yeah, you know, we're sorry we did that to you, but you grew up in a better place. Uh, and then there are people like the people that work in goal who are like, you know, we're going to actively try to assist you and, and stuff like that. 
um, yeah. and worked on legislation in Korea, to, you know, the change sort of right. legally, a lot of things. Because for a long time, you know, Korean adoptees, were, like the men, were like, well, if I go back to Korea, are they going to make me go into the army? And that was a real fear. Um, so, yeah. there's been yeah. work to like change those laws. Um, but when I came back in 2010, um, I, you know, I, I actually applied for a special visa that they have for overseas Koreans. And it allows you to do other work other than just like work in a hagwon, like teach English. Oh, okay. So, I was like, I don't want to just be, you know, teach English. You know, I might want to do something else. Right. But you know, what I discovered it, was I was uh, still technically a Korean, Korean citizen. Right. And you didn't renounce and it when you were 18. What's that? Yeah. Because you What's didn't that? renounce it when you were 18 years old. Or I something. Yeah, maybe. You get, you get one yeah, chance. But, well, yeah. So, what I had to do is like, they're know. like. Hmm? I had to, I remember I had to renounce my dual citizenship at 18. Oh, I really? actually don't know what would have happened if I just hadn't, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, like, so I was like, well, I want this special visa for overseas Koreans. And they're like, well, you can't get it if you're still a Korean citizen. So I had to. <laughs> you're you know, like, I what? To, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I'm still a Korean citizen? Well, I didn't know that. So I, hey, I, mean, so I it, actually went it, and I, yeah. Hopefully that makes you feel good. They never gave you up. Yeah, in a sense. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, technically, that means you qualify for healthcare in Korea. Well, yeah. So what happened was I actually, so I actually rescinded it, and I was like, okay, I, I give it oh, up. Oh, and okay. get, yeah. So I gave it up and like got the special visa, um, and then like with the healthcare healthcare thing, like they, I could go to any doctor and I'd just give them that like visa card, and like they didn't even ask any questions. They're like, all right, we'll see you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I had yeah. I paid nothing or whatever. I don't know, some small amount of money. And I had never paid one cent of tax, like, you know, to Korea. But they're like, nice. yeah, it's okay. You know? And, yeah. and these are not like shabby doctors. Like Korean medicine is <laughs> an amazing good. system. They're, they're efficient. You get in and out. <laughs> they you are amazing. Care. And it was, it's funny. Like I went because I was, I went to the eye doctor because for whatever reason, I don't know why. I think my girlfriend at the time was like, oh, I'm going to go to the eye doctor. So I was like, I'll go too. And, um, I was like, oh, I want to get. Why not? The- it's free. Yeah, I was like, it's free. <laughs> and so I was like, I want to get the eye surgery, right? you know, like the retinal. Sc- and he- and the guy was like, dude, your your vision is not bad enough. Like, I'm not going like to do LASIK? it. Like LASIK. He's yeah, like LASIK. And he's like, you don't need it. And I'm- he's like, I'll do it if you really <laughs> want me to. But um, I'm like, and I was like a little taken aback because I was like, in America, they just be like, eh, yeah, I guess we'll do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you can pay, then, yeah. you know, unless, they're like, you're severely at risk or something, they're not going to say no. But this guy was just like, dude, come on. You don't need it. Did, did, so, do you, <laughs> did you, were you nearsighted or, like, what was... I'm nearsighted, yeah. No, I didn't get it. Uh, it was just sort of, like, I was exploring the idea. But I just find yeah. it was funny that he was just like, yeah, you don't need it, man. And, like, he wasn't just going to do it to get the money or whatever. Yeah, um, that's cool. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, so it was just after- different. After this trip, um, like, what do, you, what do you bring home with you from that trip? Um, just a renewed desire to go back and, you know, find and maybe and meet my, my birth mother. Um, I, I learned really? that, yeah, like, I learned that she's in Seoul. So, they're like, so, when I was learning about my documents and stuff, they're like, do you want to know where your birth mother is? She's in Seoul. And, oh, like, I was like, <laughs> wow. all right, I'm not, I'm not ready on this trip. To sort of just like roll up on her and be like, "Yeah, hey ma," you know. Right. Um, 
and my brother wasn't with me and and that's something that i really uh, want to do with him of course you know we'll discuss it and everything and maybe you know i will have to do it on my own or not but i would much i mean i almost don't want to do it if i can't do it with him so I feel that, um, dude. that's yeah like my brother and i are very, very very close huh how about your dad? Well, my my birth my birth father um, passed many years ago, oh, so that I was see. confirmed oh. too. Okay. So yeah, so I, you know I've never had the and I will never have the opportunity to meet him. Sorry, um, man. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, uh, so you know I, my brother and I are very very close. So it's not one of those things where I'll be like fuck him. I'm going to do it on my own. Um, yeah, no, that would be. So that's I think uh, that's important. But I came back just yeah. like I really. You know, I, I, I'd go back as much as I could. I mean, obviously, it's it's a very long plane ride <laughs> and jet lag is a, is a bitch. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I really like it there. And, uh, you know, it's some place that I want to go back to um, when I leave. Like, I was ready to come home, but I'm ready to sort of go back, you know? Yeah. That, I, uh, I still understand time. that. You're probably... You're probably just like halfway past the jet lag. So if you hop on a plane right now. That's right. right. (laughs) I was just getting over the jet lag when I had to leave. And now, yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, like two weeks. For anyone who's curious. Sorry, go ahead. uh, uh, Just like, you know, kind of. I was going to say that two weeks is not enough time to really get into the groove of things. And like. It's not. You know, like even, even when I did go back frequently right like i know the deal i i know what korean culture is like but it still takes me a week or two to acclimate and get into it and get into the flow and then you really start to to like experience um yeah absolutely there and so yeah dude i think it'd be awesome if you could get like six months or a year i've been thinking about uh trying to set up a situation like that for myself um yeah yeah you know i don't know whether I could ever get that long of a time um, unless something drastically changes uh, in my life. Yeah. But Go like work it, in the co- this whole office if they have an outpost. The what office? If they have an international office. Oh, yeah. My <laughs> we don't have any international offices for or, then, where I work. And then you can be the salary man getting trashed at a random <laughs> bar at 1 a.m. Right. You, know, like, you can live that life, bro. That, oh, it can man, be yours. Like, I, that that life sounded great when I was like probably 22, but now like <laughs> I don't know whether my liver can handle it or whether you know just whether I'd have the yeah. desire to do it every night. I just don't think so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so what's you know. A, so if you like, let's say you do decide you want you're ready to make contact with your mom, yeah, your birth mom, yeah. Um. What's the process to do that? Um, is there a legal? Her- is there anything like legal preventing you from? Co- I don't making contact. There's nothing with legally that would prevent me from doing it. Uh-huh. Um, I w- if I were going to do that, I, I think I would formally, go- you know, I would probably contact Goal or like the government somehow or through Goal and um, say that you know. <clears throat> You know, I, I, I want to meet her. Like, I have these records. I know that, like, some of the stuff's been verified. Um, and I've learned, like, the last time I was here that she's in Seoul. Like, what other things can you learn? And they'll probably go out and do their own search and then verify it. But I wouldn't want to just, like, drop in on her. Like, I would probably 
Well, and I think yeah. this is usually what <laughs> happens is that you would, once you've sort of verified that they're there, then through an organization, sometimes through like your adoption agency, um, other times through Cole or other organizations, um, like you would say, you know, I want to meet, can you contact her? And then they would contact her and then see if she's like here, you know, if the family is up for meeting and, right. you know, yeah. if they say no, then you can't really go beyond that. Right. Like yeah. you could ambush them, but like how that's sort of a douchey thing to do. I know that <laughs> some adoptees yeah. would say that like, Oh, it's, you know, it's your right to sort of be aggressive. Um, and if that's what they want to do, like I can't stop them from doing that. Um, I wouldn't blame I them. Don't, no, I wouldn't blame them either. Yeah. Uh, it's just not my style, I guess. Like I just, yeah. as much as, you know, I think that, you know, every human being has a right to know where they come from. Um, you know, it's complicated by the fact that, you know, our birth families have uh, their own lives as well. And, um, right. you know, I, I don't, I know that reunion is a complicated thing and it's not a fairy tale and it can be very, very hard. So even going like the most cautious route um, can have very bad or, or unexpected outcomes or, um, sometimes very negative ones, but for, just for me, that's the way I'd want to do it. Um, so <clears throat> that's what I would do. And um, I have half siblings actually that I know about. And uh, oh, from, okay. so, so yeah, so um, they're, they're, they were born, they're from my mother. So we share a mother um, and they're probably like, I don't know, maybe 10 years younger than I am. Um, so, you know, it, from the, the last time I knew, they didn't even know I existed. So, wow. you know, it's, it's a whole, you know, it's a whole complicated, um, situation. And, um, yeah. Do they so know I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I haven't communicated with my birth mother since I was like 15. So, right. you right. know, who knows? <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah that's sort of the next step, I think, um, on that journey. And who knows, like, you know, my, my brother has never been back. So it might be the fact we might need oh, to just wow. go. Yeah, he's never been. Uh, so it might mm -hmm. be that he just wants to go to be there once and not yeah. have to sort of does he have want the pressure to? of that. I think he does like from a perspective of like, it would be great to go there just because Seoul is a cool place. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, he's not nearly as, um, or at least as long, he hasn't had expressed as much interest as I am, as I have, um, in reconnecting with other adoptees or, um, exploring that. I think he, he thinks about it and it's something that is important to him. But, um, you know, I, you know, I, have, I we'll talk about it and see what works out. And, you know, he's going to, he's just got engaged and he's, going to be married and you know he's there are a lot of other things going on so <laughs> you is know, there an age we'll, difference we'll between you two yeah he's um he's about two and a half years younger than me or about right. maybe and two then, years yeah so i imagine that you know because you're at that age um you know two and a half years is significant and it really yeah you know you were in korea long enough i think to have a much more um a stronger connection and memory to Korea. Yeah, yeah. Where your, in a lot where of your ways, your younger yeah. brother probably didn't have as as strong of one. Yeah, yeah. 
probably helps that you're his big brother, you know, you're his help. Yeah. So, um, like, maybe the need was a little, like, different for him since he has you to kind of anchor That's him true. and look up to. That's yeah. true. Yeah, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, you know, we've That's always been point. very close. So, that's definitely, definitely possible. Man, um, I think that'd be such a good trip for you two to go. Yeah, back no, together. it's, yeah. it's like, going to be great. I think he's going to enjoy it, and um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be emotional. I think, I think that'll be a lot. You know, it'll be different for me, right? It won't be just like me there. It'll be yeah. with him, and um, you know, it, I won't. I'm not going to put pressure on myself to feel one way or the other. But you know, I can imagine that it'll be. Um, <clears throat> an important journey yeah. in our lives. You'll have to be the translator that time because you probably speak more Korean than your yeah. brother. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, hope so. <laughs> hope so. I got to get yeah. that done. But uh, yeah. Cool. Well, maybe we'll uh, we'll leave it here. Um, I, this was this was fun, guys. This, this, yeah. Thanks for uh, listening to my been rambling. Good to kind of. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing oh, no, your story with was... us. Yeah. No, you're, you guys yeah. are important to me as well, and and I wouldn't want to share it with anyone else. Except so, all of our um, listeners. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll wrap it up here. So, this concludes this episode of Escape from Plan A. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, please rate us. Please leave a comment. And uh, please reach out. We love hearing from you guys. Um, uh, this this was a p- personal pod for sharing personal stories you know mark has uh mark is on his own very unique journey here um so we'd like to hear what other people think like if you're korean shout out there's not that many of us here we could <laughs> we could all use a friend um uh, we'd love to hear wh- whatever whatever's on your mind uh we'd love to hear from you guys so with that i'll close thank you so much to jong uh and mark do you guys have any final thoughts any final statements you want to throw in there i think we're good cool all right awesome bye everyone <laughs>